Hi there, and welcome to the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. We're Alana and Kyle, friends who have a heart for intimacy and long to uncover God's truth and design for sexual freedom within marriage. On our podcast, we weekly discuss topics that are typically left in the shadows, and we do our best to shine God's light and love onto them. Welcome here. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. We have a very special interview today and a very exciting topic, probably Mm -hmm. in our top three for sure of most requested episodes right now. Yeah. So we have Seth and Melanie Studley. Seth is a licensed marriage and family therapist, high performance marriage coach, author, and podcaster with his wife, Melanie. Together, they host the Anatomy of Us and Anatomy of Marriage podcasts. Melanie is a high-performance life coach and a marriage expert. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much for having us. Good to see you guys. You guys sound like like the experts. Like when they talk about like the experts, you guys sound like the experts here. They're just referencing (laughs) us. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So today we've brought uh, Seth and Melanie on to talk about oral sex. So like I said, this is easily in our top three of most requested episodes. So we're going to be doing a bit of a series on this. So today we're going to interview Seth and Melanie. They've talked about this on their podcast lots. That's kind of how we got the idea of having them on for this podcast. Mm -hmm. And then Alan and I are going to follow this up with a couple more episodes, just the two of us. So this should be a really exciting series, and hopefully we can answer a lot of questions that we get yeah. in the DMs with mm-hmm. an episode, which will be super helpful for you guys, because we can do a lot more in an episode than we can in a DM. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So sure. other than the intro I just gave, why don't you guys just talk a little bit about maybe like your story, who you are, why you're here talking about oral with us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we've been married for 18 years. We have three kids and I'm from the South. Melanie's from Seattle and we currently live just outside of Seattle. <clears throat> and yeah, we got a bunch of dogs. We like to raise puppies and do podcasting. So. <laughs> Uh, that was a very funny intro. Not at all what I thought you were going to say, but we've been doing our show for about six years now. Um, and it started, I was actually sharing before we rolled, um, our show started, uh, basically because we had a really terrible marriage and we couldn't figure out what on earth had happened because from the outside, it should have been making sense, right? Like Seth was his master's in marriage and family therapy, attending a Christian university. We led worship at our church. Like all the things should have been like, Oh yeah, this would be easy. And then it wasn't. And when it wasn't easy, it was so not easy that I gave Seth a black eye in the first few years of our marriage. Um, And so we were like, what? The crunch just happened. And let's figure this out. And after not getting divorced, because I was like the only goal for a while there, after not getting divorced, we sort of turned around and went like, how did we do that? How, How did we beat the odds of that? And then how can we create resources that we wish that we had had when we were going through that hard time? Because Uh, The resources that were out there at the time, this was 13 years ago when we were like really in the thick of it. The resources at that time were very vanilla, very like, oh, well, Mm. you just like tell your husband you love him and like pat him on the back sometimes, like do that. And I was like, what about (laughs) when you hate him, but you don't want to divorce him because you've had children with him? Like, what do you do then? And so that was kind of like how our whole journey started into all the marriage space Mm. stuff and what we do and what we talk about. Yeah. And then we just- potatoes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The real stuff. And- Mm -hmm. um, we found that we're like the Nordic food version of mm-hmm. like like the air, like a weird <laughs> fish that's dried out and At potatoes. Idea. Yeah, like 
yeah. salted and brined. Just protein and carbs, that's all you need, right? Your survival is what no, we are. But another thing of, of like doing the podcast together, it gave us a real targeted time to actually talk about these mm-hmm. things. And a lot of couples mm-hmm. don't talk about those things. And we were like, hey, let's throw it all out there. Let's be as vulnerable as possible because what else do we have to lose? Right. Yeah. Put it all out there. And then even today, like six years later, I really enjoy talking mm-hmm. to Melanie on the show about stuff. We get listener questions. We have series. We have very topical, obviously. And it's like, um, I've just found it's like really, really fun. Not every single time, of course, but it is like, oh, <laughs> it's almost like a date. Right. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Let's see. I would love to have these conversations with my husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, I mean, I do to right. an extent, mm-hmm. but like, it's different than you're talking about topics that you wouldn't normally talk about, like, mm-hmm. and more in depth too, especially when it's not something you and your spouse even deal with or, mm-hmm. you know, do frequently or have struggled with to then talk about it together. is It's just interesting and like bringing, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, different, different topics that you wouldn't normally talk about. Mm-hmm. That's one of our favorite yeah, parts about the show too, is that people like, uh, people will take what we talk about and it's an invitation for them to have these conversations with their spouse. So that's a very yeah. fun sort of like side effect of our show that they yeah. then have conversations about what they mm-hmm. listen to us talk about. So we've got a couple of questions here to just kind of dive into, to get to the, the meat and potatoes of oral sex, because this is a really interesting topic in the sense that we get so many messages about it. But not mm-hmm. even just about oral sex itself, but it's like, is this even okay? Right. Like mm-hmm. so many people are like tiptoeing around oral sex because they're like, well, I just don't know if this is okay or not. Mm-hmm. So then for a couple who is like, let's say they're listening to this and they've really struggled with that and they just don't mm-hmm. really know where it even falls on the spectrum of what's okay in a marriage, mm-hmm. like how would they then go to try and have this conversation of whether it's like, should we do this? Should we not? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, how do we introduce this now that it's like something that's been iffy? What kind mm-hmm. of advice would you have for someone like that? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it makes me think, I was thinking this right before we started that a lot of these conversations, especially in not necessarily even in new relationships, but in relationships where this hasn't been established and they don't know like how to navigate this and do this dance. Yeah. There has to be conversations around like, what do we believe about these things? And do we need to rethink some of what we believe about these things? Like, do, do I inherently believe that oral sex is bad? Yes or no. Like you got, you have to ask yourself that. Sit down with your spouse and be like, do I think that this is like, biblically sound yes or no and then again this is not like a i don't have the answer this is you two sitting down yeah, and talking about exactly. it exactly and then there's another layer of like so is this allowable within our marriage even in just to myself the second one is uh do i what do i think about it mm-hmm. is this a thing mm-hmm. that bad people do is this a thing that inappropriate people do or you do if you're a perv like what is this like what do <laughs> right. i believe about what does it say about a person yeah. who does this that kind of thing um, and so there's all these sort of layers of questions that you need to ask first that have nothing to do with the act of oral sex itself. You know what I mean? And that is mm-hmm. what is, it's an important place to start. <laughs> so uh, what, to, to answer part of that question, like Melanie said, you know, have, have, well, first check your own mindset and your beliefs around it. Because in, in our show and from a family systems, family therapist perspective, we talk a lot about family of origin, Right how we grew up, uh, what we think, mm-hmm. you know, what, what, in, what impact is culture. 
play in our view of marriage and of course sex and oral sex and especially coming from the church sometimes you may get well culture definitely sends confusing messages and mm -hmm. sometimes from the church you say oh everything's bad just no mm -hmm. you can't do anything you know just be yeah. super super careful and cautious on anything which i believe is not a helpful approach either um but one one thing that we also talk about who i stole this from one of my very awesome marriage professors and sex educator is does this bring connection and pleasure for, mm -hmm. for couples? And start with connection. I'm gonna, her name right. is Dr. Tina Shermer Sellers at Seattle Pacific University. She's amazing. Um, we've had her on our show a bunch, but the idea of like connection and pleasure being the foundation of any intimate act within a marriage. But again, I'm going to start with the word connection because if you're asking me to do something that does not feel connecting to me, that means it doesn't bring connection to both of us, right? So right. it's important to like really make a distinction of what the connection piece of that is. Um, but then on top of that, you have the pleasure side, right? Mm -hmm. So you want the connection. So we're both feeling really good about this. And then it feels good to mm -hmm. both of us, right? And when connection we say connection, mind. we also take a biopsychosocial spiritual approach, mm -hmm. right? So is it emotionally connecting? Can it be spiritually connecting? Mm -hmm. Is it, obviously it's physically connecting. Right. And then is right. it like mentally like okay our hearts are in this right mm -hmm. and if that mm -hmm. is the case then it sets up for maybe even a heightened pleasurable experience mm -hmm. too if that makes sense yeah i feel like if you go through those things in your mind beforehand mm -hmm. it would just set you up for success in the sense that you've like had the conversations you don't have these weird like is he into this is this right. like crossing a line for him or for her like vice versa mm -hmm. Versus instead of like just talk, not talking about it, and then mm -hmm. you have all these lingering wonderings, and mm -hmm. you're kind of, it would, I feel like you'd get like, when as I say it, I'm like clenching up. Like I would, <laughs> I would instantly be like, ooh, like tense about it. And so then, which would like easily reflect into whatever sort of intimate experience you're trying to have is you're instantly mm -hmm. more tense because you're like, well, I don't know how you feel about this. And I'm, ooh. So right. yeah, no, that's really, really good. Mm hmm. And I will say too, like as a side note, if people have a hard time talking about these things, you can write it out as well. Like sometimes mm. writing it is a thousand times easier than saying it. And I know this sounds weird because like there's this a level of, you know, we're talking about sex. It's the most intimate thing that there is, right? But some of us are so afraid to actually talk about sex. We'll do it, but we don't want to talk about it. That seems too weird. That seems scary. That seems whatever. If writing about it is the, like the the best option start there just start somewhere mm -hmm. just don't not mm -hmm. do it you know yeah yeah no it's really good okay so then considering we're talking about oral sex i feel like it has to be talked about in like so a couple of let's say these have they've had the conversations they've talked about mm -hmm. it they're like okay let's attempt this what sort of considerations should be given to hygiene before like oral sex is it like mm -hmm. there's like common ground people are like okay we all have to take a bath with shower beforehand we, like mm -hmm. i don't know like what's like the etiquette when it comes to to oral sex because there's so many newlyweds who are coming into this and they're like well we just don't even know what to do like what's right so it's kind of like breaking it down base level like what kind of hygiene considerations i'm gonna can I, I, I just gonna i thought of a funny joke it's like well you wash your hands before you eat right <laughs> well there well you have said. it well said yeah that love that um i think that this would be a great way to have and i'm gonna frame a way for people to have this conversation 
So let's say that this is a newly married couple. They, they're talking about doing this. They both feel a little bit They're like, oh, I don't know, maybe, yes, whatever. Tell me the story of what you want to have happen. And now I'm saying this very specifically. You're talking to your spouse about this. And here's what I want you to do. Like close your eyes and say, okay, okay, we're going to do this thing. But first, you're going to take a shower. Maybe I love it when you wear this perfume or this cologne. Like, so you begin to tell me the story in air quotes yeah. of what you want to yeah. see happen. And in that story, you are going to automatically put in the things that you think are important, like bathing, right? Mm-hmm. Or even set and setting. Like, I don't want all the lights on. Maybe I want no lights on. Like, maybe that's right. part of my story is I say, oh, there's a candle lit or there's a whatever. Like, so telling ah. the story of what you want to have happen will automatically put those things in place in a way that might feel a little less intimidating than saying, please uh, wash your scrotum. <laughs> wash your parts, please. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can make it sound like a story that's inviting versus a medical yeah. moment. Right. Yeah. Versus something that's going to offend sure. somebody. Right. Then you're going to use mouthwash or. I don't right. <laughs> right. And I will say this for like the ladies in the lot here. Do not like, this is real practical. Like be kind to your lady bits. Like don't, there's no special thing you need to do. You're just a human. Your spouse is just a human unless y'all are aliens or something or you're Bigfoot or something weird, but you're just people be normal to your body. Treat it well, wash it well, use things that are gentle on your body. There's no, you don't need to be doing anything funky or buying anything special. Like just be a human. Mm -hmm. Just pretend you're a hippie. Mm -hmm. If you're not one, it's the best way to go. (laughs) So one thing we've heard from some of the women is that they struggle to kind of get their mind in the zone when they're receiving Mm -hmm. oral or they don't Mm -hmm. know what to do with their hands or their face or they just have this discomfort with the rest of their body and their mind. Mm -hmm. Like, what would you say to a woman who has those type of concerns? Mm-hmm. First of all, where's the, what's the, I don't know what to do with my face. Cause I saw that on the thing. I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, who's looking at your face? <laughs> I don't think your husband can see it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, He's not looking at your face. Tell you that much. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's not a part of the equation, ladies. <laughs> but uh, right. I have several thoughts with that. Like, so setting really matters a lot uh, mm. in this. Okay. I'm going to rewind a little bit. I think most women, particularly women of faith who were raised in a culture that said, don't talk about this. You're nasty if you do. These women typically do not even know how to be present in a sexual moment well. So I'm going to say that again. Like Mm -hmm. it's an art form to learn how to stay present in a sexual moment well. Like to be happy, to be present, to feel like you're actually in it. A lot of women feel like they're here for their husband. So then if you're saying, okay, well, I'm doing this act. My husband is performing this thing on me. What am I supposed to do? The only thing you're supposed to do is enjoy it. That's the only thing you're supposed to do. And here's the thing. If you're not enjoying it, that means your husband's got to learn something. Ain't got nothing to do with what you do with your face <laughs> is what he does with his. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but, right? <laughs> uh, but I think there's a lot to be said for, I want women. Okay. Second soapbox that I will stand on right now is that I think a lot of women need to, again, we need to learn what it is like to simply rest within a sexually intimate moment. Like I'm saying rest Mm. in it, be present in it, fall into it, stay into it. And it's a practice and it's typically a practice of your thoughts, right? What am I thinking? So if we can Mm -hmm. control what we're thinking, we can control how we feel, we can control how we show up, but we've got to know that one, sex is okay. 
Two, sex is amazing. It's actually really great. It's not just okay. It's amazing. Three, God designed sex for both parties, for women included. So what's the most beautiful sexual way that you can engage in this moment that will make you as a woman feel really amazing? Start there. Relax Uh into that. Like allow it to be great and allow yourself to like steep in that moment. If that, I, all I can think of is like tea, the way that tea just gets better and better as it sits, you know, like it's Uh just got to stay there. You can't take the bag out and your tea is going to not be great. So you got to stay in it. Right. Uh, So I don't know that, that to me is like, if you're, if you're worried about what your face is doing, all that tells me is you're actually not present. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not about what your hands and your face are doing. It's about what your mind is doing. So I don't know. I don't know if I answered it at all, but I feel like the answer to the question is different than the question itself. Yeah. No, I think that was good because I think it kind of almost begs another question of, or it kind of pre, it, it assumes that you've had other conversations because it, um, like you were saying, being present and like just enjoying it. Like mm-hmm. that's a tough thing for a lot of people to just enjoy it or that's to even right. know what they enjoy. Right, right. And let me say too, with that, it's practice. Sounds weird. I mean, it's a great field to practice in, but the practice is presence, just being there. And so like, what does it look like to be in this moment and stay in this moment and be that intimate where we can like look each other in the eye and, and continue to be intimate and stay in that moment? Like that, I think, is one of the hardest practices for most couples to do. And I think it's one of the... I think that taking away that intimacy from a couple is the best way that the devil can tear apart a marriage. Mm. Like make it so sex is awkward, make it so they don't even want to talk about it because then they won't have good sex and then they'll stray and blah, 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 all that. So there's like loads of things to say about why this is so difficult. Mm -hmm. So if, if a couple is listening to this right now and they're saying like, wow, like that's us. Mm-hmm. What would you say to that couple? Like, how do they get to that place where they are exactly what you just said? Mm-hmm. I have a thought, but I keep talking over to you. No, go ahead. And I'll <laughs> piggyback. <laughs> I feel bad. I don't feel bad at all. Um, here's what I would say. Uh, I think that the practice that they would need to start with, if they are feeling uncomfortable, just being intimate at all, lie in your bed together, naked, not naked, but just lay there and talk. Lay there and talk. Mm-hmm. Maybe let that turn into intimacy. Maybe not. Don't worry about an objective. Don't worry about a timeline. Now, I know this is difficult if you've got kiddos. Like, there's loads of things that make this complicated. But it's the act of being in an intimate conversation, an intimate dance, an intimate anything for an extended period of time that is really the challenge. Although we're talking about oral sex, uh, I think the trick is really getting comfortable with being comfortable in mm-hmm. an intimate situation mm-hmm. like that. And you just have to start slowly. You know what I mean? Start slowly. And before you just hop into bed naked, uh, I would say, let's go upstream from that. So if a, if a couple newlywed or oldywed, is that a thing? (laughs) You've been married a long time. It is now. Are we oldywoods? 18 years. Oldywoods. Keep on. Newly or oldie married. Um, That's funny. I'm getting sidetracked. Uh, Have, have a conversation maybe with a third party around mm-hmm. that. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a therapist. Uh, well, I kind of am saying that because I'm a therapist, but the, the value that a third party who is objective, um, who, who, who is this, this is their profession can mm-hmm. really yeah. bring a lot 
can can facilitate the conversation, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of like a mediator, you know, when, when two parties are having, you know, uh, maybe not a disagreement, but we're like, we don't know how to talk about this. Can I have someone else come in and facilitate and ask appropriate questions, lean into questions, lean into responses that they're hearing from the, the couple and things like that. And like, as a therapist, I would say, okay, guys, let's do, let's just do like some questions on sex. What, what does it mean to you? What, what did mm-hmm. it mean to you growing up? You know, what did your family say mm-hmm. about sex? What did, you know, well, what did you learn yeah. from culture? What did you learn from the church? Oh, well, okay. It was gross or it was awesome. Or it's like, okay. Um, one of our guys, uh, Dr. Corey Allen says, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of people, especially in the church, uh, sex is gross. Sex is bad. Don't ever do it. Save it for the person you love. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah. and, and that, that just doesn't make sense. It's like, oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. <clears throat> Don't do it. Or you're a terrible person. Oh, you but get married it, yeah. and then boom, now you can do it. You're like, well, I don't even know what I think about it anymore mm-hmm. because I've been trained yeah. that mm-hmm. it's a bad thing. And if you find yourself in that position, then we're not just going to like, you know, okay, you you know, you want to like go down on me? Uh, well, okay, let's get in bed naked. No, right. you have it, you have to go way upstream before Sex that. Sex can't and, be like a four-letter word in your marriage. You know what I mean? Like it can't what be. It, what four-letter word would be? That's a don't. say, like... Like a swear word. Jeez. Oh, I see. Okay. My goodness. Have you not oh. ever heard that? <laughs> I don't think so. You never heard somebody say like, like Dave Ramsey's like, my name is a four letter word in houses. Oh, right. Like, okay. Because it, it becomes this like thing that's frustrating to talk right. about finances or sex avoid. or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you have mm-hmm. to make the ability about that. You have to make talking about sex. Okay. Like, right. like, well, in right therapy, the we talk about normalizing yeah. it, right? Okay, let's normalize this. So, okay, yeah. me and Melanie, you know, we know what sex is. Obviously, we both enjoy it. Let's have open communication around that and go, hey, okay, what's and, – and if there's any, like, past yeah, trauma, trauma – and I'm not just talking about, like, sexual or physical trauma, but, like, <clears throat> emotional trauma around that. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what did we right. learn about it? Let's get those things shored up first before we have these yeah. deep conversations – and then that can pave the way for you to really, really uh, hone in on your connection mm-hmm. and then hone in on the pleasure too, like mm-hmm. the connection right. pleasure as I was talking about earlier. I have a thought about, may I interrupt with just like a total thought of mm-hmm. the thing. So Please. if you're, if people are talking about wanting, like a, a couple is wanting to do this and you know, the like couple we've been saying is newlywed, all that stuff. I want them to talk about how they want to feel after they have mm-hmm. done this. So, and you can, you can do two things. You can say, I after they talk about it or after they actually have after sex, they actually have oral sex. So two things, tell me what you so don't post game. Tell me how you don't so, want to feel and tell me how you want to feel. Quit trying to interrupt me with being funny. This is what is happening right now. Knock it off. Post game report. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> got it. So, uh, how do you want to feel? You could say, I would really like to feel deeply connected. I want to feel like it mm. feels good to me. I want to feel excited about it. <clears throat> like those kinds of things. But then on the flip side, how do you not want to feel? I do not want to feel pressured. I do not want to feel coerced. I do not want to feel like abused or manipulated in any kind of way. Like you can or judged for, you know, I'm people I'm air quoting, like judged for a bad performance. Right. Like that was good or that was bad. That's that's good. Right. So like you can, you can have the conversation that way as well. Like at the end of this interaction, I want to feel this way and I don't want to feel that way. And what's Mm. interesting is that when you begin to voice these things out loud, you will notice uh, boundaries that you may have, things where you're stuck that you might not have known before. Like when you start talking about it, it will kind of bring to the surface what you truly think about it at the core. And that's helpful. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yes, it's awkward. 
but it's helpful and good. And I recommend doing that. So that was just something that kept popping into my head. So I want to share that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think too, something that came to mind for me is when you guys were talking originally about it. And um, I think something that's often lost is making space for that sort of exploration. Like you were talking about mm-hmm. practicing. Mm-hmm. Who's making space and time to just practice mm-hmm. something so specific? And they're like, well, we just got to have sex. Like we just have to do the intercourse part. Like we don't even have time to really do that. Like how the heck are we supposed to make time for exploring with my mouth if we don't even have time to actually, you know? Right. So there's another thing I think people just need to try and like prioritize, right? Like at what point mm-hmm. is this a priority to you? I guess is right. another question someone's got to ask themselves. Well, yeah. And I want to, to offer this thought, like you don't go to a restaurant just to be full right? Like you're not going like, mm. I know I'm going to get this really nice fancy restaurant. And my goal is to just feel full and, have, can, and have the chef blend it all together. Yeah. And just blend it. it all. And I'll drink the whole thing so that I'm full. So, okay, I'm done. Yeah. That was my goal done. No, you go there to have a dining experience. Mm-hmm. So when we got to get out of this mindset that, that sex is intercourse, that's mm-hmm. not the same thing, right? Those are different things. Sex yeah. is like, a vast array of things intercourse is one thing and so i encourage people like explore like even things like you know think about if you go to mcdonald's and you're just like horking down your big mac or whatever Mm -hmm. like slow down just slow down try that maybe don't do anything you've ever done before slow down don't do anything you've ever done before and see what happens like don't think that, well, I just need to eat as fast as I can. That sounded gross. I was talking about oral sex. Sounded nasty. Sounded weird. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, let yeah. it be an experience. Let it be different. Yeah. Let it be all of the things. I don't know. Yeah. One of the, one of the things that we hear a lot um, from husbands and wives is, I really enjoy receiving oral sex but my partner does not enjoy giving it. Mm-hmm. How do we handle this situation? Mm-hmm. This is super, super common. And what yeah. would you guys say to a couple that's feeling this way? Yeah, well, I'm going to put it in a different context. And this might sound weird, but I don't think it is. So what if, so Melanie wants to go to sushi all the time, right? Darn tootin'. I love it. She loves the sushi <laughs> restaurant close to our house, right? And it's great. It's fun. But I'm like, again, no, I really don't want to. I want to go to a different restaurant. McDonald's is getting No, not McDonald's. Jack's <laughs> But so what we have here is her wanting to do something all the time. And I'm like, I, I mean, I will, but I don't want to. So what do I need to do in that? Should I just say, well, I don't want to cause trouble. I just want to be a good husband and support my wife. Okay, we'll go there twice a week. No, because that wouldn't be good for our, like, the long-term stuff. I'm going to build up resentment. I'm going to be like, fine, whatever. That's not the way to do it. Right. So what is the key in that whole thing? Whether it's oral sex or going to a restaurant or watching TV shows, it's communication around preferences. Right. And if I was just like, no, I'm never going there again. Forget it. It's gross. (laughs) Then that's not very much a team effort kind of thing. Now, what if I was like had an allergic, you, you know, I was allergic to shellfish, shellfish, or or, this is or, not good. or raw fish, or something like that. Okay, so that's a that's a whole different scenario, right? right? So I'm I'm assuming this is what I'm honestly assuming, and maybe I'm wrong. Husbands like oral sex more than the women like to give it, right? Maybe that's they like to the, receive it. You mean? Uh, no, to give it. 
like like yeah, what yeah that's, that's the feedback we've oh, gotten as well right I see. right my right. brain Commonly. is not so yeah so maybe that can come better from a female perspective but you know honestly i have talked to guys and we've gotten questions too of like my wife loves it but i, I just I, yeah. I don't like it you know mm-hmm. yeah uh, i've definitely you know, heard so, that too. okay yeah what, what do you do in that but i want you to answer from a woman a woman's perspective there oh well i kind of have a my brain is going a slightly different direction with it, but I think it's helpful. Mm-hmm. So I we talk a lot about um, scheduling sex, which is something that I used to think was just weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And I used to be like, oh, that's weird. Weird people do that, right? Until we hit a point where it was like, you know, I knew that sex mattered more to Seth. The frequency of sex mattered more to Seth than it did to me. And I knew left to my own devices, I would just be like, eh, let's watch TV. Like, I just don't have that drive. Mm-hmm. But I care about my husband. So I was like, okay, let's plan this out. And let's figure out a way to plan it out in a way that's like life-giving and good and feels great. And we show up fully for it and all of it. So in my mind, I'm immediately thinking, how do we, how do we like delegate? How do we like sprinkle in oral sex across our calendar so that it feels like the one who wants to give or receive or whatever is getting that opportunity at the level of frequency that they desire? And that's a, that's a back and forth. That's like, well, I want to do this this many times a month. Oh, well, I only want to do it this many times a month. Okay. So what's the happy medium, but like, what's the Mm -hmm. middle and maybe I can, maybe we, yeah, like the compromise element, like maybe we can do a little bit more this time, or maybe I'm in the mood. So we're doing a little bit more of this, you know, like you're adjusting some, but at the end of the day, that to me feels like the first step to a good solution. Now, the second part solution here, I think is if a person is saying they don't want to like be the giver of oral sex to someone else, I am a firm believer of figuring out some like alternative way. Like, I don't, I honestly, this is not something I've had to do or explore. So I don't really know what I'm about to say, <laughs> but I think there's probably some sort of like toy thing. I don't know, like a fake tongue. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure that exists, but you know what I mean? Like there's probably right. a way that if you really, really, really were like, I hate this and it's the worst and it's the grossest and I hate it. Like maybe. Mm-hmm. That's an option. I don't know. But what were you going to say, Kyle? Were you going to say something? No, well, I was just going to kind of lead into the next part. But I think one thing is we don't enjoy doing things we're not good at. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. this kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier about practicing. Mm-hmm. Um, like do something mm-hmm. enough so that mm-hmm. you can improve at it. And I think especially for guys, it can be weird not weird but it can be intimidating to perform oral sex on your wife if you have Mm -hmm. no idea what you're doing right um so this kind of brings me into my next question like what kind of resources do you guys or would you guys recommend like we're like i recently read she comes first Mm -hmm. and i would say it's an amazing book on Mm -hmm. um men giving their wives oral sex but what else would you guys recommend uh david schnarch do you guys know him He's a, a no. PhD sex educator. He's done a lot of work on that. And the, the only book that I can think of right now. Is uh, Emily Nagoski, that one? No, that's Come As You Are. That's Emily Nagoski. Read that but, one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, I know. I thought. Yeah, David, David Schnarch. Schnarch. Uh, I think he has written Passionate Marriage. And so. actually, I haven't read it yet. I This is funny. I ordered it on Amazon and then just now found it in on the side of your bed. I didn't know that we I had it. Somebody gave it to me. Yeah, so I don't even know I'm, how I got oh, it. Oh, awesome. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm planning on like reading that with, with Melanie. And I don't know what it now says. Now I know. Yeah. Now I know. But I didn't know that. They're so ba- I mean, what you're asking is like, okay, are there like... Wait, um, may I stop you? Mm-hmm. So 
you just said a minute ago, husbands feel like insecure doing, performing this on their wives. Like it's not a performance. It's not, it's, there's, it's not like a tap dancing routine. You do a certain way. Uh, and that's, I think a really important thing to acknowledge mm -hmm. that there is not a singular way to do oral sex, whether you're male or female, there's not one way to do it. There's yeah. also not one type of sexual interaction that is the right one. And so I'm going to, this is going to sound like a side story for a split second, but years ago when we had little kids uh, and Seth, Seth, we were talking about wanting sex or whatever. And I said, the only kind of sex I want right now is relaxation sex. And he was like, what is that? And I was like, the kind of sex where I am like only basically almost asleep and it's delightful and I'm relaxed and it feels like I'm connecting, but I don't have to think, I don't have to do anything. It's not, a, it's not a performance. Right. And so that kind of started this conversation of like, oh, there are like types of sex, like hmm. energies of sex. Like I want it to be wild or calm or romantic or whatever. Like I just kind of hadn't even, that had yeah. not been in my mind previous to this conversation, the relaxation sex conversation. That brings me back to the, like, what are the resources for how to do oral sex? Well, you're the resource. Like, you as the spouse are the resource, right? So that goes back into how comfortable right. you are. So, okay, say so wait, that. No, 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 no. No. Okay. So imagine that, like, I'm a wife and I want relaxation sex and I'm, I'm tired and my husband says I want to perform oral sex on you and I go, okay, this has not historically gone well. Let's just say that, that like, I don't, we don't know how to do this. It's uncomfortable, but he wants to try. I'm open to the concept of it. I don't know what to do. He doesn't know what to do. Let's figure this out. Again, it's not a performance. It's not a routine that anyone has memorized. We're mm -hmm. figuring it out as we go, which yeah. means your spouse goes slow and you tell them what you do and don't like. Mm -hmm. if, if something makes you laugh because it tickles, you say, don't do that. It tickles. And then you guide their hand or you guide their face or you, whatever that looks like. You are responsible for the amount of pleasure that you bring to an intimate moment with your spouse. It, it, it ties into what your brain is doing, what you're doing with your body, what you're directing them to do or not directing them to do. It's not some sort of previously ordained thing that's out there that you have to fulfill. It's something you create. Together. It's like a dance. It's, mm -hmm. It is a dance. It's just like a beautiful song comes on and you want to dance to it. Well, who leads? Well, do you have, do you have to have this dance memorized? Do you have to have gone to waltzing school? No, <laughs> just dance, just start, yeah. you know, like go with I the moment. This. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's where a lot of people get around. They go, what's the book I should read? No, mm -hmm. read, read the book of who you are. Start mm -hmm. talking, say those things out loud to your spouse. Mm -hmm. That felt really good. That didn't feel good. Oh, another thing too, change up the setting. So sometimes this is going to sound really weird, but uh, you mentioned women having a hard time getting in the mood, like even in, for sex in general. Ladies, ladies, if you're listening here and you're like, man, I just really wish I would felt in the mood. If What puts you in the most mood ever? Is it a location? Is it a bathtub? Is it all the lights off? Is it candles? Is it, what is it? Start Clean there laundry, and no make, dishes. yeah, uh, start <laughs> there and make that your setting. And then explore the oral sex or the new thing in that new setting that already makes you feel sexy. Right, setting like maximize the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And if it's putting lingerie on, ladies, I'm talking to you about making yourself feel sexy. If you feel beautiful in lingerie, put it on for yourself. Don't worry about what your husband thinks about it. If you yeah. feel beautiful and like I, this is like total side note. I love to be warm. I hate being cold. So if I had like a cozy, sexy, cozy thing, I'm all for it. And it makes me feel a thousand times sexier to not have goosebumps and be freezing. Right. So do that. You know, I don't know. There's just like so much, mm -hmm. so much to say about you. You're writing the story of your sexual experience. That means mm -hmm. you need to take control of all of it. You know? 
Yeah, well, I think even this conversation that we're having is a resource and it, it goes back to communication. Like, hey, that feels nice. Mm-hmm. Ouch, that doesn't, you know? And guess what? These, this is, this is sometimes a moving target. Like that thing that felt nice last time mm-hmm. right. might not feel nice this time for a whole zillion oh, yeah. of reasons. Right. So yeah. again, it's just communication and guys and ladies, please don't take your husband's or wife's preference of something mm-hmm. that feels good or direction personally, mm-hmm. you know, like, right. I mean, I, we, we talked to a lot of people like, you know, I was trying this new thing and like, okay, whatever. And you know, she said, Ouch! Don't do that, and then I, it just killed the mood. Well, right. No, let's 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 have more resilience than that. Mm-hmm. Let's let's get over that and go. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You'd be like saying a and road closure you... killed the mood, so you couldn't go get groceries. Like, yeah. well, I take a detour. <laughs> it killed the mood. Uh, I just came back. Home. I don't need milk. Now we're starving. Anymore. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> you know, don't be like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's really good. As a non-reader, I'm like, oh yeah, I don't need to read a book about this. I just got. <laughs> You guys are reading. It's the best. I love it. Audible. I know. I, I need to prioritize reading in my life. <laughs> so, okay. So then what about the couple who's like, okay, they've, they've gotten in the, the right location. They're feeling good about it, but they're like nervous about it. They're like, I just mm-hmm. don't even know how to start, where to go. And granted, maybe there needs to be communication here to initiate mm-hmm. some of this stuff here. Um, but when it comes to like confidence and just like mm-hmm. taking charge and doing the thing, like say you know kind of what to do, but you're like uh, timid and you're kind of, you know, what kind of steps could a person take to, mm-hmm. you know, take charge and just do the thing? Right. I love that question. And I want to pose pose it in this idea of um, imagining yourself in the healthiest, strongest um like sexual way possible. It's going to sound a little bit weird for a second because usually it's not put into this context, but mm. when we do coaching, so we lead, I lead women's group coaching and we have clients and all of this all the time. We talk about these different scenarios in life and people will be like, I'm doing this thing. It's a big risk. It's scary. I don't know how to think. And I'll say, tell me a year from now, how do you want to look back at this experience? How do you want to have shown up? Mm. Not how, not what are you afraid of? Not blah, blah, but, and, and in this context of intimacy, if you could snap your fingers and have that moment go exactly the right way. What does that even look like? So you're saying wow. confidence, you're talking about that. So, okay, if I'm imagining myself in that moment, I'm hesitant, but I, but what do I want? What do I want to have, have happen, right? If I'm looking mm-hmm. back from a week, from a week in the future, like retrospectively or whatever, looking back and yeah. going, oh, it was amazing because I showed up like this. Mm-hmm. So that gives you a, essentially a target to aim for of how to behave. So it's right. not like make yourself really confident, pretend that you know what to do. Like, no, imagine yeah. yourself having been successful at that before. And I'm going to say this, ladies, imagining yourself being a very confident and competent sexual partner can be eternal. You heard what I said. You can use that to get yourself into the mood. That's one of the strongest things I wish that people knew more of, like in a mm. healthy, positive way, like use your own imagination in a healthy, positive way to get yourself into the mood to do those things, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and one thing, and this, what, I don't know how this came about, but uh, I love it and it works very, very well. For what us. is it? So, um, it's three steps. No, I'm just kidding. It's not, it's not even a step. And, and because, you know, okay, your podcast is kingdom sexuality, you know, God, God's kingdom. Oh, yeah. Okay, these are, you know, Christian listeners and stuff, and we're Christian as well. When we were going through the really hard time, 
when like first of all there wasn't a ton of resources out there that we yeah. could like identify with everything was just kind of lame mm -hmm. um we did we did go through counseling and stuff like that so that's that's not a lame resource so go to counseling if you need it um and we we prayed a ton like mm. multiple multiple times a day because we're like okay god I, I, obviously what we're doing isn't working so we're going to fall on you right and yeah. he delivered us through that and we prayed so much that like we would even pray like during sex and which initially sounds very weird to many people yeah like they, oh, they oh go, what are you doing but curve. but think about it like god is omnipresent he created this he knows he knows what we're doing, right? Yeah. So, and and it's not like, oh God, you know, help us. It's like, I mean, it's like <laughs> it was a very it was sweet protective and it was... solemn, like protective prayer. Like, mm -hmm. hey God, you designed this. This is mm -hmm. holy. Um, we are honoring you in this. Please protect this. Mm -hmm. If we have low confidence, if we have like intrusive thoughts or, mm -hmm. or this, or I think I'm fat or this or, or whatever, God, yeah. please surround us with your protection, your grace, your spirit. And, and 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 then just leave it at that, mm -hmm. right? Again, and so, I think too. Like and, and and that was that was, I mean, you talk about intimate. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. Like, first of all, obviously we're physically intimate, but then being spiritually vulnerable, yeah. first of all, to one another, mm -hmm. and just spiritually open in that way. Yeah. And God honored it for us, like mm -hmm. like crazy. Like He brought us yeah. through that time. So I would encourage listeners if this is the first time you ever heard of that, just like if you go, oh, that's weird. <laughs> Don't think it's weird, right? God designed yeah. it. God blesses it. And yeah. and surely we need to be protecting these things. That's another thing. I think it's mm -hmm. like such a trick of the devil to be like, yeah. ew, praying about intimacy, gross. Ew, yeah. David. <laughs> ew, David. <laughs> ew. Oh. ew. <laughs> ew. <laughs> so good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's so true. And I think having that could easily be like a, a, you know, even when it comes to oral sex itself, right? It's like, this could be a beautiful gift and a beautiful way for you to connect and, you know, next level intimacy and whatnot for your marriage. But if it's something that, yeah, you just have these preconceived things from, you know, sex is bad, it's dirty, it's yucky. And that, you know, has just been holding you back. And that's exactly mm -hmm. what, yeah, the enemy wants is for you to stay where you are and not grow and learn together. And especially like praying, like bringing God into your sex life is just like completely going to level it up. Like, I feel mm -hmm. like no matter what, I feel like God would honor that for sure. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. That so good. And I wanted to say from like a really tangible thing, this is like going to sound silly for a second here, but go slow with all of it. If it's new to you, if it yeah. feels uncomfortable, if you feel awkward, if it feels weird, if it's whatever, slow and soft, best way to start. Just slow and soft. Be easy, be gentle, be easy with each other's hearts and feelings and bodies and parts and all of it. Like go slow, but always be asking does this feel good? Is this good for you? Would you like me to do more of this? Always, always ask and invite. And uh, I don't know. I just, I feel like the need to say that. I think that especially if people listening to this have had uh, experience and exposure to pornography, they're going to think that oral sex is one thing. Mm -hmm. And then they may begin to do a thing in a way that is very not life-giving to their partner. It's going to bring shame and confusion and could potentially be painful, all of those things. So start the opposite. Start slow, soft, safe, like yeah. easy, all of it. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think it's important to say that. Mm -hmm. And I like too that you yeah, said there's no, sorry Kyle, there's no like um, roadmap to this too. Mm -hmm. Like this is completely individual. Like to mm -hmm. me, I don't know, like I've heard, you know, in my mind when I would think of oral sex, I think of, you know, mouths, tongues, that's it. Like mm -hmm. that 
that's all I think of. But then to then, um, someone was telling me the other day about oral sex and like, oh yeah, and like hands and whatever. It's like, wait a second. You can use other things. Like this scratch, isn't just whole record scratch. <laughs> what? Like there's more to this than just like, but there's, there's like if for someone who's just like, I just, mm-hmm. you know, what do I, I don't know. Like the world is my oyster now. Like, like I think it's really exciting, mm-hmm. but people almost need the permission to know that it can be more than just vanilla, right? It can mm-hmm. like more than just what you expect mm-hmm. it to be. Mm-hmm. And so I like mm-hmm. that you mentioned that before. Like it's not just mm-hmm. a one size fits all when it comes to oral sex. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What were you going to say, Kyle? No, I was just going to say, like, I, I really love this conversation. Alana and I talk so much about communication <clears throat> and just mm-hmm. hearing you guys say communication, 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 like yeah. it is that important. And I think like my big takeaway from this conversation thus far has been like good sex takes communication mm-hmm. and some preparation. And the preparation mm-hmm. is usually communication. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, no, I've just I've loved hearing yeah. you guys kind of reiterate communication, communication. Like mm-hmm. it's so important mm-hmm. because and it doesn't stop like communication before sex is so important, but like you guys have been saying, it doesn't stop. Like it, you need to communicate through the sex as well, mm-hmm. because you're not going to know what's good or bad, or if you're, mm-hmm. what you're doing is pleasurable or not. If there's no mm-hmm. communication between the parties. Absolutely. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know how we're doing on time or whatever, but I keep want to keep talking. Uh, there's yeah. like two things oh. that I want to say. Um, so you talked about communication during sex is so, it's so vital. And, I will say this, it's an intimate thing to say, Hmm. but the best oral sex I've ever received is when I was telling Seth what felt good or not. Mm -hmm. And I said, don't do that as like, I think for men, men need to know harder on women is not better. So our lady bits are so gentle, be gentle, be so gentle. If we want you to be not as gentle, we will say that, Mm -hmm. but start off soft and slow and far away from El clitora, <laughs> la clitora. Uh, I thought that would be funny way to say it, but um, like really, I think yeah. being able to communicate like that exact place that you're doing that thing to feels really, really good. Continue to do that. Like learn how to say sentences right. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I wanted to say too, expanding this idea, kind of like you're saying, Lana, like not knowing hands could be involved or other things can be involved. Yeah. I want you to think of what pleasure actually is. Like what? Um, so something as simple as a hug. Even now, I'm going to take this out of the sexual realm for just a moment to help us understand what, like, how good does it feel to hug like a little baby with a warm cheek when they were sleeping? Little sleeping cheeks, what I always call it. I say, Hattie's got a little warm sleeping cheek. Just her little cheek to my face is such a good feeling, right? Just warm little face. And so that, and it's, that's, that's pleasure. Now it's not sexual pleasure, obviously, that's not what we're talking about, but I want you to think of like what touch is, what it's like, what does it mean to touch your partner's face softly, warmth, like there's so much more than just body parts touching, Mm -hmm. genitally speaking, or like your mouth or whatever, expand it out. Think really like your entire body, but think of it lovingly and beautifully and like what, like warm water feels so good and hugs feel so good. And what about your spouse? Like draw the story out farther it's not yeah. just body parts and like that's what i think oh. hmm. here's the thing and this is not something most people think about and it's using other uh, it, obviously your mouth in, in oral but using your hands as well because your genitals aren't your only erogenous zone 
right? right. So, I mean, we, we talk about this, we, we have a workbook and like we, we identify, oh, where does it feel good to be touched? Like the side of your, your ribs or like your, the back of mm -hmm. your neck or something like that. You can actually use your hands to touch those other places while mm -hmm. you're doing oral mm -hmm. to enhance the whole right. situation. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, absolutely. And, and a lot I of think, people don't think about that. Yeah. I, I just thought of it. Even like something, I don't know, like I love to have my hair plate like touched, like touch, like comb. You brush my hair. It's like the best feeling on the planet. It doesn't even matter. Even out of a sexual context, it's my favorite thing ever. But add that into a sexual context and you've made my sexual experience way better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's easy. That's really like layers, easy. right? It's like yeah. layering yes. on other things. Right. Yeah, you're the setting the mood. Layer. You're like in a location. You're mm -hmm. setting up the lighting. You're like, mm -hmm. yep. it all compiles to then make mm -hmm. it either a better or a worse experience. Right. And and I think asking yourself again, if you're nervous about these things, if it's the first time you've ever really thought that this was okay, ask yourself while you're going, like make set yourself up for success and have these things bring you peace. Like I feel good in this lighting, not, I think I'm supposed to have this light. No, no, no. Right. I feel beautiful in this lighting or I feel, I feel sexy in this lighting or I feel sexy with these sheets and this outfit yeah. or this type of, I don't know, like in the bath, whatever it is. Like yeah. these things are, we're designed this way. It's not yeah. just that they're okay. It's actually part of our design as people and it can be perverted so fast mm -hmm. and it can be hijacked so quickly. And most of the perversion and hijacking starts with your thinking. Mm -hmm. Like even, even like a good, like I can start out with a good intention and be like, oh, well, Seth probably wishes I was X, Y, and Z. Well, now it's been hijacked. Exactly. Right? So this is such a thing that's so, it needs so much protection and care and thought and all of it and prayer. But um, Definitely. yeah, I don't know. I could talk about this for like 900 hours, but I won't. <laughs> yeah. But Very even to like, I, oh, I had a thought and now it's gone. Oh, um, how you were saying, um, you know, I want these sheets. I want whatever, mm -hmm. but to end it there and be like, not be like, if that's okay with you, like if you're like, mm -hmm. okay with that too, like maybe I know maybe it's kind of weird for you. Like, you know, you instantly kind right. of mm -hmm. make it like the, I don't know the opt out, like you can opt out if you need to. Yeah. Right. You're, you're giving up uh, some of your yeah. confidence and you're giving up some of your preferences too. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I, I would ideally love this, but if you don't want to, okay. So then you're settling for like 70% what you want. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I'm, you know, obviously there's compromise in, in relationships and especially marriage. So it's not like, well, it wasn't exactly what I wanted. So I'm right. you know, pouting like a baby now or yeah. anything like that. But if it's like loads of people do that, or they do, yeah. Um, so that's important. Like, yeah, this this would make a meaningful sexual experience for me, mm -hmm. Melanie. What do you think? Right. Okay, that sounds cool. And if she mm -hmm. says no, that's I don't know, I'm, I'm way uncomfortable with that or whatever. I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. if you know, either way it goes, it's, at least we're talking about right. it and, and communicating clearly. And yeah, openly. and demanding something if it does not bring connection and pleasure to your partner will never end well. I just want to say that, like, mm -hmm. you can't be like, well, no, that's what I want, so you're gonna give that thing to me, oh. and I'm gonna get that. Like, oh. hello, divorce in ten years. Like, you will hate your life. Don't mm -hmm. do that. And, and it's okay if you feel inclined, like if you want to be like, oh, I just want to make them do it. Like we're all human. We all think those things sometimes, but actually requiring it of someone and holding them like, I don't, it's just not going to work. Mm -hmm. No, you know? no, because there's no connection. There's no closeness there. You're not going to mm -hmm. have a good time doing that thing. Like no. it's going to be mm -hmm. crummy. <laughs> You're going to leave right. and feel like, well, uh, was that worth it? Was it? to mm -hmm. like have them subjected to whatever it is that I wanted. Mm -hmm. Do I feel more connected now? Mm -hmm. Did I have a need mm -hmm. met? Maybe, but 
yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Completely changes how it would come across. Any other final thoughts? I know Melanie said you could talk forever, so you can you can say more things. Seth keeps tapping me like, stop. No, I, I think uh, all of it comes around. Like, I don't know how many times we've said communication in this, you know, last whatever, probably a thousand. And so it's because it's really important, like communication that focuses on um, connection and also pleasure and, of course, mutual respect in this and the more couples can really start at that i guarantee you the better sex that they're going to have the less awkwardness they're going to have and they're going to be able to like fully step into their sexual selves so that might sound weird or whatnot but Mm -hmm. it's like i could go to any married couple in the world and say hey if you could have like a fully awesome amazing sexual experiences where you're connected in all realms you felt totally confident and comfortable, what do you say to that? Nobody is going to say, no way, I would never want that ever. Well, some people right. might because they'd be afraid. Well, but but still, it yeah. like, I mean, this is just like a, you know, you know, yeah. I was going to say a fantasy, but it's, it's possible. So it's not even a fantasy. Yeah. But that's, that's important. And people can work towards that mm-hmm. and we can normalize it. And like you said, we can, people can practice too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in closing, a few of the things that I want to say is that sexuality is not bad. Obviously you all have podcasts about it. You know that, but people need to hear it. Yeah. Sexuality is not bad. Sexuality is how we create new life. Right. So Mm -hmm. even something like how beautiful a flower is, that's sexual. That is beautiful to procreate more flowers. Y'all think about that. The next time you see a rose, you're like, Oh, (laughs) that's beautiful. That is the sex of that plant. Like that's what it's doing. Mm -hmm. Right. But now, there is a place where you, there is a space in your mind and in your heart and with God where you can be beautifully and healthily sexual in a balanced and loving way that honors your marriage. Society will have you say that's not possible. If they want you to spice up the bedroom, they'll say, bring someone else in, start watching porn. That's not true. That is yeah. not true. Those are lies. Like, there, and that, again, I think that the, Evil is worked through sexuality in so many ways all around us all the time that we have become afraid of a part of the way we're wired. Mm. We are wired to be sexual, but also let's control it. Let's take ownership of it in the most healthy way possible, just like we do with everything else, Mm -hmm. right? Like, like the job you go to, the words you say, how you parent, be good, a good steward of your sexuality. That's not the craziest thing you've ever heard ever, right? Like just do that. It's great. But I think especially for women. We need to hear that it is okay and it is a God-ordained thing to feel beautiful in your body, to feel sexy in your body, to do it well, to do it in a faith-based way. And you're not some sort of perv. You're not some sort of hoe. Like you you can do these things normally. Like you can. Uh, And so, I don't know. I think sometimes people just need to hear that. Like, I don't know even where I've ever heard that. You never hear stuff like that. So. No, exactly. Mm -hmm. So Absolutely. Yeah. I love I love what you said, Melanie, about, you know, taking the time to think about what your ideal sexual experience is, because mm-hmm. I would venture a guess that like so many people have never done that. Yes. And like from start to finish. And yeah. I, I just love that. that. That's something that really stood out to me mm-hmm. uh, during this interview. And I right. just I think everyone needed to hear that. Right. And I think, too, also, like just to add on to that, like, how do you want again, this is sort of like a thing you think to yourself, but like 
how do you want in five years from now, how do I want to look back and, and think of my sexual life with Seth for the last five years? I'm going to be like, oh, you know, it was great because, mm. and then let me fill in the, it was great because I was present. I felt beautiful. I felt seen and loved by Seth, but that's not a sexual act, is it? Right. I didn't say it was great because we performed oral. Like, no, that's part of it. But right. it's the it's the energy that we show up with first and how mm-hmm. we want to look back at, at, the, at the experience. I mean, again, at the end of the day, all of us are going to be buried at some point. I want to have had a really great sex life with mm-hmm. my husband in my marriage. That's what I want. Yeah. And so yeah. let's start thinking with that lens. Mm-hmm. And then things start to become a lot clearer. They're muddied on purpose, again, I think, by evil. And it's the best way to tear a marriage apart is through sex. We've learned that mm-hmm. with our clients. If you can get in there, then you can screw everything up. Mm-hmm. So protect yeah. it with prayer, all of those things, but have a vision for who you want to be and how you want to have walked through that part of your life. Yeah. The Again, vision. 900 yeah. hours. I will never stop talking. So I guess we got to go because we got to go practice and no. like, make memories. So. <laughs> nice. Exactly. <laughs> nice. <Bye. Just> <laughs> awesome. Well, before we do let you guys go, tell everyone where they can find you, follow yeah. you, learn more about you guys. Yeah, absolutely. On Instagram, it's Anatomy of Us. Uh, we're active. I think it's Anatomy of Marriage still. Anatomy of Marriage. Trying to switch it all over to Anatomy of Us. Um, and uh, our website, anatomyofus.com. Email us if you have any questions. Hello at Anatomy of Us. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we love questions. Um, we we have a couple of uh, programs. Uh, we ha- I have a mastermind, a men's mastermind, where we focus on things. It's called the Badass Husband Mastermind. We focus on being an awesome husband in all ways. Uh, we also do uh, high performance marriage coaching and individual coaching with a th- through a therapeutic lens for for folks who need that. And then mm-hmm. you can talk about your women's group. Yeah, and I have women's group coaching, which is amazing. We meet. We have several groups. We meet every week, and it's just awesome. We talk about all this kind of stuff in even more detail in our groups, and like it's just an amazing. It's amazing, amazing, amazing. I love it so much. Yeah. But yeah. Anatomy of us awesome. all over the place. So yeah. Perfect. Oh, thanks so thank much, guys. Again. So lovely. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad we made it happen day yeah. Thanksgiving. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Hey, friends. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like our content, please like, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And tell your friends, too. Thanks so much for journeying with us today as we tackled the hard questions and dive deep into godly intimacy. Make sure you follow us on Instagram to see more of our content and check the show notes for any links we might have mentioned in today's episode. We're so grateful to be on this journey with you and we can't wait to see you in the next episode.